0: Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Men Podcast. I am Renee Coleman sitting once again in Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge, the heart of the Clempire, New yeah. Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah. With my co host, the original Troubled Man for Troubled Times and yeah. future mayor of New Orleans mr Manny Chevrolet welcome manny
1: what is going on with you man
0: oh all kind of stuff man just oh, got really? back in last night from a, a whirlwind uh trip to uh Austin south by Southwest
1: oh really Maybe.
0: yes yes uh you know first went there like thirty years ago with the iguanas and uh you know, return, and
1: they still want you back. They
0: still wanted us back, and and yeah. you know, like the band had been on break for two months because uh, I told you about the guy had the surgery. So we're we're going back. We didn't have a chance to play at all before we got there. I'm like, gee, whiz, I don't know, going into South by Southwest with a, a two month break behind you. What's the band nah, gonna sound you, like? Do
1: you, need? you don't need rehearsal. Well, you? no, I mean, you guys have been doing this. Well, for sure, years. I mean,
0: we don't have to learn the songs, but just you know, to have the to have have it fresh under your belt. Well,
1: what, you need new jokes or something? You know, Is that it? New- Dance moves. No, you no. Just sit there playing your instrument.
0: Right. Anyway, it, uh, the the band sounded terrific. If if anything, uh, it was there was like some some pent up fire that came out. And uh, anyway, so it was a terrific uh, <laughs> uh, trip there. Ran into a lot of old friends. Some previous guests were there. Oh. Uh, Cece Adcock. Uh, oh. Uh, uh, now who is he? Uh, he's a Lafayette guitar player, oh. uh, a producer, songwriter. He's he's been out with the uh, great Tommy McLean the past year or so, uh, okay. uh, playing all over the place, all Europe, everywhere, and so CeCe was there, ran into uh, Charlie Saxon, the guy we've been trying to get on the podcast, and I'm still working on him. But uh, uh, Pete Gordon was on the podcast, ran into a guy he was playing with, Mojo Nixon, who Mojo just had his, uh, the big Mojo Manifesto come out over the weekend. And uh, actually, Mojo texted me today, because I approached him and I said, Mojo, you should, should come on the podcast. And today, he texted me and said, let's do it. So, okay, we're going to have him on. Mojo Nixon. Mojo Nixon, yes. Uh, okay. We got to see uh, uh, one of our heroes, uh, from, from the bass player from NRBQ, Joey Spampanato, one of the it's greats. He's not,
1: not my hero. Well, no,
0: one of the iguanas heroes. Uh, Joey
1: right, Stompanato.
0: Spampanato,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. He was in, uh, he dated James Manfield in the 50s, didn't he? Well,
0: he was married to uh, Skeeter Davis at one time, the great Skeeter Davis. And if you ever saw that uh, that Hail, Hail rock and roll movie that yeah. Chuck Berry that Chuck uh, Berry, Keith did, yeah. Joey was the bass player.
1: Oh, so right. That's, yeah, you know, he, had, yeah. Uh, Keith he put was,
0: together this great uh, he band. He's seems
1: kind of young to be married to James Mansfield, though.
0: Well, uh, again, Skeeter Davis. But Skeeter Davis was probably 10 or 15 years older than Joey. Oh. But uh, Joey came down with his band. He had uh, uh, Jerome Dupree, the original drummer from Morphine. If you recall, we had Dana Colley on, the saxophone player from Morphine. Uh, yeah. Some, that was during the, the lockdown. But uh, saw Joey, you know, Joey had been ill for some time, thought maybe I not, wouldn't get another chance to see him, but he was in great shape, all healthy. So you had
1: a good time.
0: It was a good time, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but so, you
1: I... were good. You didn't do any sex drugs and rock and roll.
0: Uh, well, rock and roll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plenty, roll. plenty of rock yeah. and roll.
1: So what's been going on with you, Manny? Uh, well, uh, not much. I, I just, uh, you know, we're here at Snake and Jake's, and a couple weeks ago, uh, um, our friend Dave Clemens played a gig. At uh, uh, King, um, the, the Kingpin. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did an outdoor gig, which was hilarious, because they do this outdoor gig, but yet they don't block traffic, so you got cars going back and forth.
0: Okay, just to keep it interesting, you've got to dodge yeah. the uh, vehicle. But it was
1: very interesting, because... Uh, pretty much all the group of yammering bitches was at this show.
0: You know, you love to say that, and I don't think there's any women that, that even, whether they know them or not, that like to hear that. I, think uh, I don't care. Okay, all right. All right what go. do I care? Okay, man. all right, moving on, you know, moving on. Okay, right. don't want to get hung up on that yeah. terminology. All right. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay, so you're... The guy the, thinks
1: he's Charlie Rose over you're here You're at the Kingpin. You know? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to entertain, you know, yeah, you know you're, you're, be you're, myself, yeah, okay? Yeah, you're entertaining me, yeah, so that's good. Continue on, you're at the fun. All the uh, ladies. Uh, um, I, I was there and there was some, a lot of people there. And then I noticed, you know, because we've been going through this LaToya uh, Cantrell recall. Uh-huh. And now it's been flipped. They're not going to be able to recall her. I
0: saw that, that they yeah. failed.
1: Yeah, it failed. They, they uh, kicked
0: out like something, 25,000. Uh, yeah, but it's uh, the Register
1: of Voters office that failed us hmm. because those people don't do their job. But anyway, I mean that I'm not going to go into that right now, but okay. what I found very weird was I went because I don't go out much and I went out to this thing and I noticed that there was a desk, a little table set up, another petition. Huh? Another petition to stop me from ever running again. Really? Yes. <laughs> was that
0: organized by your wife perhaps?
1: No, I don't okay. know who it was. <laughs> it was this bald guy Huh. Uh, and I think he might have been, uh, he knew some of the yammering bitches. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. But Inside they, job. Yeah. So I don't know who started it, but they, they looked like they were getting some signatures.
0: Yeah. Not everybody. Not 100% Not
1: Not 100%. But, uh, you know, uh, go for it, people. I'm still going to run. <laughs> you know, and I might even sign it myself. There you go. You know, um, yeah. so that was going on. And I was there, and it was okay. And that's where I ran into our guest tonight, who was uh, promoting uh, himself. And uh, uh, so that's why he's here tonight, because I hadn't seen him in a fucking long time, man. It's been a while.
2: It's been like a couple years, I believe.
1: Yeah, a couple years, yeah. But we're going to get to you in a second. Right, right. Because you're exciting to me.
2: I feel exciting.
1: Yeah. You know. Coming so,
0: with the energy already, yeah, I already. see that. Okay.
1: Yeah. So uh, that happened, and, and nothing much else. Uh, I had the, you know, uh, a year ago, I think, around this time, uh, we talked about um, uh, the New Orleans Book Festival mm-hmm. on uh, on the campus of Tulane University, oh, where I, recall, I work. Yeah,
0: I remember. And you had, I a, remember, had a bit of a
1: yeah. Last yeah. year. Um, uh, I caught one of our former guests trying to steal a book. His own book. Yeah, his own book. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> fucking jerk. Anyway, um, so this year, uh-huh. you know, the big, the big, uh, the big uh, uh, guest, the big name for the book fest this year was the uh, this guy named Bill Gates. Oh yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah Bill yeah, yeah. Gates. huh. He's done all right for himself. And yeah, and it was funny because I I think I remember last year I told you that I went to. Uh, to the Q&A with John Grisham and they kicked me out, you know, because I asked him why all his bestsellers are shitty movies, Uh. you know, and then they kicked (laughs) me out. Well, this year, I didn't get, you know what, it was like by invite only to see Bill Gates. Okay. But there were tons of people outside the auditorium protesting him. Really? Oh, yeah, because apparently he, I I talked to some of these people, these students and, and protesters, that he, uh, he's a, a pedophile, because he knew uh. Epstein. He knew Epstein. Uh. He's a pedophile. Yeah. He is a shoplifter. He is a tax evader. He's a, a Holocaust denier, apparently. Huh. You yeah, sure you all got the, the same,
0: the right, the right Bill
1: Gates. Yeah, oh, all no. this stuff. Okay. I mean, the guy's a real jerk, man. Well, I'd never heard any of that stuff. Well, about yeah, Bill Gates. I guess you know these people. They, we'll and he's also a Steeler fan, which pisses me off, you know. Huh. But anyway, uh, the protesters, and there wasn't many of them, they were escorted out uh, with billy clubs. <laughs> and um, so I don't know Whatever had happened coming. to them I don't know if they had It coming to them I, You know people Should be able to protest If they want to well, protest Well it depends
0: on When and where You know, you know.
1: It, 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 Gates reminds me of that guy Who was his uh, Steve Jobs Who everyone well,
0: liked Well they were They were buddies Yeah right? they at were buddies At yeah. one time yeah. and, they had come and they're to the blame out. For
1: most of the shit That's going on With our world today I, I really think
0: Yeah you know All the shit Take the bad With the good though, Yeah
1: you know So anyway That was going on there And it was exciting To see that I wish I wish I would have filmed it, but, um, um, you know, that was going did on. You,
0: did you approach Bill Gates about coming on the podcast, perhaps? Well,
1: like I said, it was by invite only, oh, okay, right. so they I, I gonna, never got to see Bill Gates. They weren't going to let you within I would have spit on his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I would have cursed his plane. That's uh, what I would have done.
0: I don't think that would have gotten him on the podcast.
1: No, I don't. I don't want the fuck. I want him on the. I podcast. don't know. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's a,
0: the idea that he that he is sexual at all is kind of uh, surprising to me. He seems well, rather rather. He, uh, apparently, neutered.
1: these protesters told me that he hung out with Epstein. On that island with Clinton and huh. all those other okay. guys. Okay, I hadn't you
0: know. heard that. And I actually watched a whole series about uh, that about that island and Epstein and all. Oh, I don't remember really? Bill Gates coming up, but, you know, it's, it was... Uh, yeah. Maybe I, yeah, I, I don't so remember so powerful, everything. you know. Suppress it all.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, could okay. get, he could pay people off. Sure, sure, sure. Anyway, that's what's going on. Okay. Other than that, the only thing that was going on is... Uh, oh, yeah, uh, I went to... Uh, uh, last Saturday, I went to... Uh, An art opening of my good friend Keith Duncan. Oh, no kidding. How's Keith doing? He's doing really well. Love Keith, man. He's a happy guy. But you know who was there, which, you know, I left after I saw this fucking guy. Um, uh, who was that guest we had? Uh, the the Hispanic uh, trailer park. Jose Torres Tama. Yeah, that guy was there. Okay. And did uh, he come and talk to you? Yeah, he came up and talked to me, and I said, "Who the fuck are you, man?" <laughs> you, know, you didn't remember him? <laughs> yeah, I kind of as I as he started talking to me, I started remembering him. Right,
0: right. You know, that's like, a great show, man. That's that's it? that's a favorite among some of our listeners. Oh, yeah, really? yeah, because because the, the fur really flies on that one.
1: Yeah he uh, yeah he was there and he's dressed exactly the same way yeah yeah well, you know, doesn't it, this guy have any kind of change uh, of clothes i think it's kind
0: of his uniform or something it makes yeah. him identifiable like you yeah. know we and had he the he
1: stunk too it stunk huh. Look, guy like hasn't washed those clothes in a long time yeah yeah you got have that hat
0: the hat you know, the right.
1: hat had like sweat marks on it you know <laughs> come on yeah dude. you got to have
0: got to have a couple of changes if you're going to wear a uniform you know just so you can uh, be wearing one while you're laundering the other all right, yeah. well, I've always liked Jose, you know, he's, he is who he is.
1: Um, yeah.
0: But, okay, uh, okay well, you're, you're, you're getting out there and seeing some people, Manny.
1: Well, I only went for Keith. I, right, I, right, right, you know, right. I was there for yeah. about ten minutes okay. and I left. Because that's what you do, you, know, you just make an appearance. Make an appearance and then you, and you leave. split. Okay. Yeah, you know. Well, uh, if there's no food or drinks. Sure, uh, drinks, yeah, yeah, drinks yeah, would have kept you there, right? Yeah, they would have kept me there, but... Uh, Anyway, that's all that's going on. I, okay. I don't have much
0: going. Well, on. we well we have this this podcast we're recording tonight, and then uh, next week um, you have actually two weeks off. Coming Good, up because I'm leaving, flying up to New York uh, with the uh, loose cattle. I'm uh-huh. playing a Mercury Lounge there on uh, Houston Street uh, next Houston Wednesday. Houston Street. Uh, it's spelled Houston. Well, when so I lived Houston. in New York,
1: I said Houston. Okay. All right. Just like I live here, I say Burgundy Street.
0: Okay, well you can yeah. be wrong in both cities. Yeah. Um, so anyway, playing there, and then the next day or a day after that, we're uh, getting on a cruise to Bermuda, a Broadway cruise. You know they have these like uh, outlaw country cruise or the New Orleans cruise, oh, all these bands.
1: You're gonna be stuck on a ship.
0: This is it's. I'm gonna be on a ship oh. with with all these Broadway fans for uh, oh, God. for How five gay days. Is that? Now now I, You'll I definitely I, get your dicks. I'm, up I'm guessing pretty good. Yeah, but uh, but I, I'm going with Tana, so I'll have uh, I'll have okay. uh, company. I'll have uh, somebody to run interference for me, and I have uh, excellent accommodations. Apparently, I'm actually going to have a, a a cabin with a balcony, which. Uh, <laughs>
1: Uh, have you ever been on a cruise? I never have Oh Have God. you? No, I would never go on a cruise Well, I mean I would never go Why would anyone want to go on a cruise? Well, I'm be getting stuck, paid so. Be stuck <laughs> on a ship And you can't get out Right And there's just millions of miles of ocean And what happens if you go down?
0: Oh, well I guess yeah. then you have more time off, man <laughs> <laughs> It'll be your lucky day.
1: <laughs> Ugh. God, Well, good luck with that, man. Thank
0: you, thank you. It'll be a first for me. You know, I've never, never been on that kind of uh, ship before. You know, uh, we'll, we'll see. What
1: is it like? One of those? It's uh, huge. Norwegian? Uh, Something
0: like that. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's a huge uh, vessel. Uh, and but you know
1: they have. Oh they fuck! Have, there's a dog by my. foot. Yeah, I
0: think that's uh, Dave's dog or Dave's girlfriend's dog, perhaps. Oh, get I don't the know who it is. Fuck away from me! But dog. Uh, but.
1: Oh, Come they on. They
0: have. They have. Uh, <sighs> They have Shit. one area for all the the, the people, you know, the uh, whatever the what would you call them? Uh, audience, that's what they call them. The that, passengers. Uh, passengers, yes, yeah. yes, and another area for all the talent. For so the slaves. For for we're going to be uh, no, we're going to be talent in this case. It's uh it's uh so so I will I won't have to mingle amongst the uh, the the hoi polloi there. I will uh I'll. I'll I'll be amongst uh, two you know, the, weeks the, the broad... on the ship. No, 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 it's five days. No, oh. no. no, you have two weeks off because I'm going next week. I'll be in New York for a few days before we take off on the cruise. And oh, then I, okay. Then I get back the day before. I get back the day Passover starts. I have to play uh, uh, the second seder, uh, <laughs> jazz seder, <laughs> the day after I get back, and then uh, we That's have a, a podcast. Hell of a gig. Well, you know, it's I, I've I've done it before. It's at our synagogue. It's actually a, it'll be a sold out event there, but. Uh Anyway, so I was, today I had to, I went and did some shopping for the cruise, you know. I uh-huh. think, well, I don't want to wear my, my black hard shoes on the cruise. I'm going for kind of a Hurston Thou- Howell III uh, look, you know. I uh-huh. got some. some uh, he,
1: off, went he went on a three-hour tour.
0: Off-white vans. He went on a three-hour tour. It wound up lasting longer than that. but yeah. uh,
1: Six seasons, I think it was. Okay.
0: All right. Not, not a bad run. Um, so hopefully this will be shorter than that. But I got myself a new pair of uh, off-white Vans, and uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll have a full report to the uh, troubled nation uh, uh, when I return.
1: If you return. If
0: I return, that's yeah. right. If 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 was a skiff, we could all go rowing. That's what my. So this is in the
1: Atlantic Ocean. In or the, the
0: Atlantic, yes, from New York to Bermuda and back.
1: Wow! If we make it back. The triangle
0: Yeah, we're not going to go into the triangle I think the triangle's on the other side We're going to just kind of get by the tip of the triangle Just the tip Anyway, um, anything else? Uh, no, or should we get to our guest? Yeah, let's get to our, okay, let's get to our guest He didn't bring his book Didn't bring his book, he's unprepared That's okay, <laughs> we're going to make up for it uh, We can do this uh, off the top of our heads Okay, our guest—he's uh, he's an early guest on the podcast. He appeared uh, way back in November of 2018. Wow, um, you know, he was—he uh, was on show number 30. If you want to look—look that up and—you and, know—see the progression over time. But uh, so this is a, hes an award-winning photographer, also an award-winning screenwriter an actor, a nine-year veteran of the U.S. Navy. Uh, He's had uh, photos on covers of every major newspaper in the world, as well as Time Magazine and Newsweek. Uh, He's recently published a a book of photography uh, called I Saw You in New Orleans, The Street Photography of a Classic American City. And it's just out now in paperback and we're gonna get into all of that, but without further ado, the great Mr. Renzo Amaras. Welcome, Renzo. Hey guys! <clears throat> Thanks for being now how here. How was that? Right? How was that intro? How'd you like that intro? Oh, that was great. I didn't even recognize who you were talking about. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, uh, one of our guests heard heard my intro and they said, "Wow, I w- I, After hearing that, I would fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I ask you what you thought about that is because on the f- on on episode thirty, I think I was riding home with you, and you were kind of chastising me about what what you thought I'd kind of fallen <laughs> short of the. And you said, you know, you should listen to NPR because they have really good intros. And I had to say, well, this is not NPR. <laughs> we're not, you know, <laughs> get on NPR if you want one of those things. We, we do something different here. So okay, good. I'm glad. I, uh, so far, so yeah. good, right?
2: Yeah, I think I'm a.
1: Yeah, NPR also does shows about, like, you know, the history of Tortellini, next on NPR.
2: <laughs> those are good shows. Yeah. Okay. For yeah, right. five all minutes.
1: right, right yeah. on.
0: <laughs> now, be- before I get in- in- into it with your, hi- your history and all, your name is, is Renzo. Is that uh, uh, Portuguese, or what's the derivation? And the reason, before you say, is uh, I- I've heard that, like, the Gracie family, there's, there's a... There's a it's spelled Renzo, but it's pronounced Tenzo because in Portuguese you use it, if it's a uh, an initial R it has the uh, H sound. Correct. Is that have anything to do with your name?
2: Uh, I don't think so. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, moving on. Actually, His
1: real name is Greg. Okay. <laughs> he just actually, calls himself Renzo. You know, I found
2: out years ago that it's actually a, that it's actually a, a Japanese haiku term. Huh. And. Um, Henzo but or Renzo? Renzo. Renzo, okay. Uh, it, I think it's pronounced more, you know, with the s sound, so instead of a z sound, so Okay. It's R- Renzo. Oh. But uh, but the uh, but as far as as a name being used, actually it's also most popular in Japan as well.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Know? But it's weird because like you said, there is like the the Portuguese Brazilian aspect. There's like, there's some there's there's some there. Uh, and then there's a uh, I know there's like a Dutch aspect to it too, okay. and then Italy as well, of course. Oh, all right. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah.
0: Except for except for the except for Henzo Gracie, you're the only other person I've, I've, I know of. Yeah, who, I don't, who I, don't had, I don't, You know, I haven't found the secret club yet. All
3: right, you know? all right. All
0: right well. <laughs> so, so, uh, so Renzo, I know you're not from New Orleans. Tell us a little bit about uh, just to, to recap, if people didn't hear the initial thing. Where where'd you come from?
2: Uh, um, well, I mean. You're right, I'm not from here, uh, but I have been here since... Uh, for a long time, Yeah, right, like right. 94, 95 oh, okay. time frame.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And,
2: so, yeah, and I've, yeah. and I've left a couple of times, uh, uh, twice, uh, once after Katrina went to... Bra- um, not Brazil. <laughs> uh, Bakersfield? Yeah, I uh, went to Denver uh, okay. for, I-, I don't know how long I was there. Either a year or two years, I, I really don't know. And then um, and then I left for Italy for two years at one point as well. Really? Yeah. And that's and that's about it. Otherwise, I've been you know here trying to figure out how to get out. But. <laughs> exactly. Me oh. <You> too. Now, <laughs> yeah, well,
1: you're from San Antonio, though, right? No, 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 oh, North Carolina, North Carolina. But what's the San Antonio connection you have?
2: Oh, nothing really. I've never even been there. Okay. Just really? Yeah.
1: I <laughs> used to. I thought I mean, you were
2: a Spurs fan. Yeah, I like the Spurs though. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they're playing tonight, right?
0: Yeah, I think they're playing tonight. Yeah, actually. my wife actually went to that uh, Pelicans versus the Spurs game Yeah, they,
2: they might, they just might win. They suck okay. this year,
1: though. Well, the Pelicans suck too, so they yeah, could yeah, probably it's win. It's a toss up.
0: Right, yeah, we'll see. Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, but uh, you grew up uh, where? Yeah, I grew up mostly in North Carolina, and uh, and I did grow up in Texas a little bit when I was younger. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, between Texas and North Carolina. I
0: mean, do you mind if we get into some of your your foundational history here, right, right up top? Um sure okay what you got okay well well just to try to, to give the the guests an idea of, of you know your who you are your background well, so so you grew up in North Carolina I know you you uh you wind up uh, going into the Navy like right out of high school or something
2: yeah I mean I came you know we moved to the, st- my I was born in Puerto Rico oh okay and then uh in my my father's half Colombian or my father's Colombian. Um, and my mother's Puerto Rican. Oh, all right. But, um, but yeah, so we moved here and I was like, uh, I don't know, like four years old, maybe to North Carolina. No, to actually to, uh, to, to Houston, to Houston. Yeah. It's Texas. Now what brought your family from Puerto Rico to, uh, to Houston? Uh, it was just basically my dad work and stuff. Okay. And so then, uh, so he was, so we came over and then we, and then when I was about in the seventh grade, however old you are at that point, mm-hmm. my my parents divorced or separated, divorced, whatever. And then uh, and then we moved. And then that's when I ended up in North Carolina from that point.
1: So moment. you went with your mom or you went with yeah.
2: your dad? I actually tried to go with my dad at first, but uh, it didn't. My dad was... uh, Well, there was a reason they got divorced. Was we'll a rolling, <laughs> he, 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 Papa was a rolling stone. Papa was a rolling stone. Right, right, right. I've heard that uh, before. Yeah. And, and so, uh, so, yeah. So that... So I ended up going to North Carolina uh, and I didn't like it there at all. Yeah. And, uh, I Seems just, like a horrible
1: place, North Carolina. Well, well I
0: mean, you, you could be worse places. Huh? Yeah. Like I mean, here.
1: Look,
2: <laughs> every time someone, I mention North Carolina as someone, they always tell me that it's beautiful and it's pretty or whatever. And they're not wrong. I just don't particularly care for it much there. Right. Okay. Um, now, did you have an early uh, interest in photography? Yeah. I mean, when I was in, At some point, I don't remember how old I was, but um, at some point, my parents gave me a camera, a little 35 millimeter, and I really... And you filmed their arguments? Yeah, and I would just shoot their arguments (laughs) and stuff, but uh, I I, I took to it, you know, and then in in high school, I was... uh, I mean, the only class that I really enjoyed that I can think of right now would have been like my my yearbook class, and um, where we made the yearbook. Uh-huh. And,
1: so uh, you were a my photographer favorite was sex ed class. Well, that was my favorite. Okay. Because the girl who taught it was the uh, the PE e. coach. Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Elliot was her name. Yeah, she, <laughs> she was hot. Yeah, yeah, tight body. Yeah, tight okay. body, and she would tell ta- you know she. She'd give, you know Demonstrations Demonstrations on <laughs> where things go well, you might where have, you, they're inserted You may have a law lawsuit on your head, yeah. actually
2: So <laughs> yeah. you probably You might want to talk to a lawyer Yeah
1: Why? I don't have yeah. a lawsuit Yeah She's probably dead <laughs> it's
2: Probably yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still <laughs> still sue the system yeah. Yeah. yeah Might might be might be a, a claim there yeah. But yeah, did, you know I got into the photography I did a lot of that um, And then uh,
1: Did you start smoking at an early age? I did North not, Carolina? actually Funny enough Because that's Tobacco country. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. Oh, and yeah.
2: and they have, and I remember in high school, they had a, a smoking pit. <laughs> smoking oh, area. Uh-huh, sure. called, I think they call it a smoking pit or uh-huh. smoking area right. for students to yeah, smoke yeah. in.
1: Cool.
0: Yeah, they had that at my high school as well. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. In fact, the first day uh, I, I was at high school, I didn't even smoke yet. I mean, I didn't smoke for a couple of years, but I walked around yeah. the whole campus and I got to that and I was like, oh, these are my people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it took me like a year and a half to actually start smoking but right. I could tell this is
2: where all the degenerates yeah. were. <laughs> well that was the thing I didn't smoke all through high school I, never, okay. I don't think I ever touched a cigarette yeah. the whole time really and uh, and then uh, but that I was the same way yeah. those, those were my people <laughs> right. and, that's, and that's where I kind of hung out uh, they uh, it was weird I, even then I found it odd because you could you had to get your parents you had to get a, your parents had to sign off. And give you a slip to permission smoke. to have yeah. to. Okay. So it wasn't it wasn't even just the school saying it's cool. It was like the parents were just like, Yeah, go do what you gotta <laughs> do. <laughs> I like it. Okay. You a buy-in, parental buy-in there. Yeah. So I always found it bizarre, but uh, but yeah, you're right. There was uh, I mean I was big into metal at the time. Okay. So uh yeah, that's where a lot of the metal heads and stuff would hang what, out. What what were your favorite metal bands at that time? Uh it just depends. I mean ABBA. A lot of ABBA. Uh-huh. Uh, sure. you know, would but you I striker. I would I would slow it down sometimes though with some you know, with some different things. But Drugs. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. but uh no, I mean it was I'm trying to think I was I always liked these weird bands, uh Back then, you know, I was I was big into Death Angel. Hmm. Uh, um I like some Slayer. I like Slayer more now than I did then, actually. I was big into Megadeth. All uh, right. Yeah. You know, uh that first Dave Mustaine. I liked Guar. Yeah. Weren't
1: they from that area? They
2: were from Virginia. Yeah, right. Virginia. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We pl- I played with Guar. Did you? Yeah. How was yeah. that? Man, that's a production they go through. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not a, that I thought my band was band. a production. Yeah, they're, they're, you're not
2: waking up and yeah. just doing it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you know, it's like an all-day event for yeah. those guys.
2: Yeah, they're going for it. Yeah. I'm glad they're still going for it. Yeah. Good, yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely.
1: I knew a guy who did the, uh, like, all the pyrotechnics and stuff. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, he only had one arm. So, of course, yeah. You had to work the, twice as hard as yeah, everybody else. Yeah, twice as hard. <laughs> sure, yeah. sure. I can see that. Um, but they were a good band. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: they're, they're fun, man. Yeah, I mean, I liked. I st- I think I have one of the. I have a CD of theirs still. Uh, the Scum Dogs, Scum Dogs of the Universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out to Guar. Yeah.
0: So, uh, so you you get out of high school and you go straight into the Navy.
2: Um, Earth, I mean, we Earth. could say pretty much. Yeah. Well, what 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 motivated you? What attracted you to the Navy? It's weird because I didn't actually underst- close quarters. I didn't know that there was that a navy actually existed. The cruise ships <laughs> being on a ship for two weeks. Not really. Like I, the concept <laughs> of a navy didn't. Yeah. Uh, like I, I didn't understand it, uh, and I know. It, and it sounds weird to even say that now. I really wanted to join the Coast Guard at the time, um, yeah. but I couldn't find the recruiting station. Okay. And
1: uh, they didn't have one in the mall you were hanging out. In yeah. There?
2: And we had this uh, navy recruiter that would come in. Uh, Tom Berenger. No, his name was Gary Jones. Okay. And, uh, good memory. And Gary, I just saw Gary last year. Oh, right on. I'm still friends with him to this Shout day. Shout out to Gary. He's Jones. still a sailor. He is not, but he's, uh, but he still lives in North Carolina. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I would hear all these stories about people how much they hated the recruiters and and all that, but I mean, him and I have been, as far yeah. as, I mean, we've been friends. <laughs> sense right i think sometimes recruiters will like give people
0: a false impression kind of try to trick people in just to keep the numbers up but you know if you had a guy who like was straight with you and you know gave you the straight the straight dope and do you
1: think we should bring back the draft no no Don't, don't you think it would curb youth violence uh, by giving youth, by telling kids guns. you got to do at least two years in the in, 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 the, uh, in the military.
2: Well, uh, what if we gave him, had them do two years of public service instead? Yeah, well, Good it could be either that. or. It could be you know. So it's, som- it's easier to get them to kill someone than to pick up some well, trash. Train them to kill someone. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of people say either or. You know, either you know military service or public service. You yeah. know, at least two. It, it brings cohesion to the to the population. Sure, it's, it's kind
2: of a buy-in. You know. No, I do understand where. that... Right, that right, comes right. from, and I've had now. You know,
1: why isn't some there? A, why isn't there yeah. uh, a Salvation Navy?
2: <laughs> why isn't there one of those?
1: They have the Salvation Army.
2: Well, not yet. I mean, if it's a sinking ship, you're just done. There's no <laughs> salvation, uh-huh. right? Right? Right?
0: Oh, well, so okay. Well, the, the cruise thing—you—you—you've been out on the open water for a long period of time. I have. What What kind of vessel were you on? I've uh, uh, been mostly? on mostly. Yeah. Uh,
2: ooh, I don't know about mostly. Or, you know... Uh, PT boats. No, but I've been on, you know, like... <sighs> battleships. I have been on... I have not been on battleships, but I've been cruisers. on... Uh, cruisers. and Yeah. I've been on submarines. The carriers, Higgins boat. Carriers. Uh, because I was a photographer also in the military. Was that your primary job yeah. in the military? Okay, and for so Stars
1: and Stripes?
2: No, but okay. I did work with those guys. But, uh, so yeah, I would... Uh, I would travel around to different ships often, so and and from different countries as well. Huh. So well, that's that's pretty
0: cool. Like your uh, independent little arm of, of the operation. You're not uh, held down in one, you know, one area.
2: Yeah, no, it kept it definitely kept things interesting. Uh, some, sometimes you, would, yeah, it would become kind of confusing. Uh, you know, like there was days where I might hit four ships hmm. from four different countries. You know in that day and uh and i remember what, like one time that happened and i was and this is funny because i was just telling a different story that this is similar to <laughs> uh but i was on a ship it was a british ship where everyone spoke english and at, i mean i was so burnt at that moment in time that i didn't even know what they were saying yeah you know like <laughs> they're, they're talking to me and i'm just like i don't know the I, accent was unintelligible yeah i mean i just i i guess yeah, I just didn't know. I mean, right. it wasn't English to me all of uh-huh, a sudden. Sure. <laughs> so
1: know. after boot camp, you te- they tell you where you're deployed. So what did they tell you after boot camp?
2: Well, when I first came out of boot camp, I, was, I wasn't a photographer. I was actually um, a submarine hunter. Oh, hmm. okay. Yeah, and then later I changed. Okay. Um, so so uh,
1: how long can you hold your breath underwater? Uh, how long back then could you do it?
2: Um, long enough to swim. I'm trying to remember how long, because there was a test for that. Yeah, I know there is. Um, my brother
1: was in the navy.
2: Well, not, but not just for the. There was like an advanced swimmer's test. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember how long it was though. I think I, I, feel like I had to do like two laps in the pool underwater. Oh jeez, With
1: one breath. That's hard. Yeah, man. yeah.
2: Or maybe it was just that. Especially
1: being from the tobacco country, that's pretty hard, huh?
2: I was pretty fresh at that point. (laughs) Even the
0: secondhand smoke diminishes your capacity. Manny, can you hold your breath underwater for any length of time?
1: Yeah, well, when I was younger, I used to, because we had a pool in my house. Really? And we would see how many laps we could do, and I used to be able to do uh, 75 to 100 feet. Wow, you know, I just did the... uh... But that was when I was in my teenage and early 20s. The scuba test.
2: Yeah. And they make you do like I think a whole maybe it's maybe it was like one length of the pool.
1: Which is about 100 yards? I can't
0: or, remember.
2: I just or did it, though. Feet or like, I just did it, I did it 15, last year. I
1: don't know, meters or whatever. I don't yeah. know what the hell they call it. I don't remember. But yeah, I, was, I used to be good at that.
0: Now, like, was that an above-ground pool or in the ground pool?
1: Uh, we had a uh, built-in pool. And wow. And that fucking... Man, you guys earthquake, had some
0: money. I didn't realize uh, that. Man. No,
1: we didn't have money. But then the, uh, the February 9th earthquake destroyed that pool. So we had an above-ground uh, above pool oh, after both. that. Oh, both. Okay. You know, which was... 25 feet in length and I used to be able to do four times so that's about 100 feet
0: I don't even like to get my head under the water at all really yeah (laughs) anyway back to our guest Renzo Amaras uh uh, So uh, so, so you do a long time. You must have liked it. You spent nine years. Uh, no, I hated it. Uh, thank you for your service, by the way. You don't need to thank okay. me. They paid me when I did it. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> I hear people say that yeah, sometimes. I know. So you
1: just went into it because you wanted to get away.
0: Basically. I just wanted to get yeah, the get, fuck get out, out of, of North Carolina. Yeah, I um, get you. But you got to see the world. I understand you were in, in Ukraine at, at, at one point.
2: I was, yeah. I did get to see a lot of things that I wouldn't have seen otherwise that's for sure. Um, scary things? Sometimes. Okay, you know, but you massacres
1: of people. No, okay, you don't want to talk about <laughs> it all right. But it was but you there still was, in therapy for them?
2: <laughs> there was a lot of fun things too. Okay. You know. Right on. So Moving on. Well, nobody cares about that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was um, it was I didn't it was it was a 9 years, but it was it was 9 years, but it was an, it was kind of an accident. Hmm. You know, like I initially signed up for five uh, and then I found a loophole to get out a year early. Mm -hmm. And so I did, I got out after four and then something, then I spent like a year basically trying to figure out what I was doing with my life and then I ended up going back in. Uh,
1: Because you're a recruiter?
2: No, I was going to move here. And then they Uh. kind of just said we can do that, you know? And I was like, well, I need a job. <laughs> so you, you were in the Navy in New Orleans? Yeah, so I came here, and and the, the orders were th- for three years, but my, my uh, enlistment was for four. But I assumed after three that they would just... Uh, Forget about you. They would just say, yeah, just go ahead and finish out your last year here, you know, and uh-huh. then I would just move on with my life. But then after three years, they said, "No, it's time to go." And I was like, "I've I built an entire life here. I have things, you know." And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they were ready to ship me off. And then uh, and and my girlfriend at the time and I were going through something weird because she was graduating um, uh, medical school, and she also had to like figure out where she was going to live soon. And was then, she al- in
0: the Navy as well? No, nah, she's oh, okay. just all right.
2: And uh, so I was and I was trying to. And at the time, you know, and I was suddenly having to figure out where I was going to do. So, and we got in an argument and she said, where would you go if you weren't with me? And I said, well, I'd go back to Europe. And so I called them up and I said, because they had offered me orders to Italy and I didn't take them um, initially um, because I didn't necessarily want to leave her. And, uh, uh-huh. and then out of that argument, I just was like, all right, fine. And so I left and went to Italy and it was weird. It was weird in Italy. <laughs> no, it was good. I loved oh. Italy. I mean Yes. It's just, a great country, huh? Yeah. No, yeah, it was I it was it was it was uh quite the adventure, um for sure. People are beautiful, the food's delicious, countryside is Yeah, uh, there's a lot of perfect going on there. Yeah. Uh <laughs> you know. But also, you know, I remember a lot of garbage everywhere in Italy.
0: Hmm. A yeah. lot of
1: garbage everywhere. Like in Venice.
2: Lots uh, of garbage. I don't remember in Venice, but... In but Rome, it was streets
0: piled with garbage. Not more than here, though.
2: I uh, mean, I started... No? L- I don't know if I should... Nah.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I don't know. Now
2: I'm, now I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> well, one night in Naples, we started a, a small... I don't F- know... Fire? I guess you could say it's a fire, a small fire. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, the whole s- to get rid of the smell? Well, so they have a lot of... Garbage bins out, and it was, was New Year's Eve. And we were walking around, with a friend of mine and I, and we were getting shot at with fireworks. And so we retaliated by setting some things on fire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just getting in the spirit, yeah. It's yeah, just, just uh, a <laughs> celeb- celebratory uh, fire, yeah. Sure, and sure. Uh, I think it may. Have
1: well, gone see, out, I've always
2: said I if think it may have gone out of control. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've said this over the past years on this show. If you want to solve a problem, light a match. Yeah, that's how you yeah. solve problems. I I, I,
2: I, t- I mean, I say things went out of control. It wasn't in this. C- it wasn't like half the city burned down or anything. Mm. Who's this? Your agent? Yeah,
1: that's, that's my, my security. security. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, but it was just that we had, you know, we had set some garbage bins on fire, mm-hmm. and then these turned into more. And then I think people just really got into the fire thing after that. Oh, uh, you started a yeah. trend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And then there was, and then there was cars and oh, other people. things. People. Yeah. Then it was like Philadelphia on, after you, they win a game. Well, then, right. then at one point. Uh, shortly after midnight, it went absolutely berserk out there, and <laughs> I'm standing in front of the the police station. This is in Rome. This is in Naples. In oh, Naples, and about I don't know, maybe an hour before that, you know, we were me, my friend and I were walking through these little alleys, and we see this uh, this father, well, and his daughter, I believe, standing there in the shadows and just kind of looking at us, and we, I mean, we weren't we didn't feel great about it but you know we didn't think he'd kill us in front of his kid (laughs) so um you know we kind of said hi and then and he had a tray of pastries and a bottle of champagne and he gave it to us and he says happy new year get off the streets you have one hour if you're on the streets you're gonna die and we were like, come on. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we went over by the police station and we sat down on the on the little on you know on the sidewalk there with our tray of pastries and our um and our champagne, mm-hmm. waited for midnight, popped the bottle. Absolute pandemonium was all around us. I mean, I've never seen this number of fireworks like in one spot. And we're just sitting there with all this around us, eating these pastries and drinking champagne, and then finally it just got to the point where we thought we were gonna get injured. And so we hid inside, you know, where back in the day there used to be telephone booths. right? (laughs) And so we hid inside of one, and uh, you could feel like the glass is shaking from all the concussions from the fireworks and everything. And then through the smoke and everything, you just, uh, there's, it was almost, almost kind of came out of like, almost like a movie. There was this group of carabinieri, which are like uh, Italian like military police type people uh, that kind of came out of that cloud of smoke, mm. and they are just clearing the streets and basically oh, making everybody get off the streets. Okay. And we're just hiding inside this telephone booth. Like it's, go a, by. It's,
0: it's like midnight on Mardi Gras day. It's like, you've had your fun. Yeah. go but, the fuck home. But,
2: but yeah, yes, but no one's stopping. Oh, okay. You know, like it, it's, it's still, you know, it's like, still yeah, 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 it's still going on. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Well,
0: they say uh, see Naples and die, right? That's You're right. The, yeah, yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So you you almost did it. Almost. That's good for tourism, my <laughs> right? Right, right. Um, <laughs> see Naples. And they have a lot of museums. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's it's yeah. an amazing city. Well, uh, you know, I want to get into to your whole book and, and really dig into that, the, uh, the fantastic book. Uh, I saw you in New Orleans, the street photography of a classic American city. Um, but, uh, Manny, I think right now it's yeah, time, we need to take time our for a break, break,
1: and the troubled nation knows what to do. We'll be right back.
3: Just sit right back, and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip that started from this tropic port aboard this tiny ship. The mate was a mighty sailing man, skipper brave and sure Five passengers set sail that day for a three hour tour A three hour tour (laughs) The weather started getting up, the tiny ship was tossed If not for the courage of the fearless crew, the minnow would be lost, the minnow would be lost. The ship set ground on the shore of this uncharted desert isle, with Gilligan, the skipper too, a millionaire and his wife, a movie star, the professor and Ann. is the tale of our castaways, they're here for a long, long time They'll have to make the best of things, it's an uphill climb The first mate and his skipper too will do their very best To make the others comfortable in the tropic island nest no motor cars not a single luxury like robinson caruso it's primitive as can be so join us here each week my friends are sure to get a smile from seven stranded castaways here on gilligan's Island.
0: and we're back back yes. with mr manny chevrolet yes i am renee coman back with our guest, Mr. Renzo Amaras. Now, Renzo, I know uh, even though you were an early guest, uh, it was perhaps before we had any sponsorship at all. Uh, uh, since, since that time, we've, we've had our ups and downs with, uh, with sponsors and uh, we're back to, to what was and, and is once again our, our, our original and, and, and continuing sponsor, which is Loose Change. Now loose change is uh it's everywhere it's uh well not so much anymore cuz cuz people are going cashless and uh to some degree so um, to that end uh you know, you don't have to bring us the cash in hand. You don't have to, like uh, 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 Soupy Sales used to have kids put, uh, put a dollar in an envelope and send it. You don't have to do that. We have a, uh, a PayPal link and a Venmo link right in the show notes of every show and in the Facebook page, uh, the, the first pinned Facebook post there. And uh you know we implore our, our our devoted listeners to uh to support the program you know we have we have costs we uh we meet, we have cocktails and uh you know we, we have terrific guests one after another, like yourself and uh, so you know we, we, we do have uh a handful i I would like to expand it you know I, I know how many people are listening I know how many people are contributing I would like to uh, to to broaden that that uh but you know, all we can do is ask, and and uh, so you
1: got eight bucks on you. We can borrow. It's <laughs> basically what he's saying. Eight bucks. Yeah, eight bucks.
0: Eight, ten, eighteen. I mean, you're not drinking tonight, so we're
1: saving money right now. That's
0: true. That's true. You know. Um, well,
1: he's saving money right now. Right, I haven't seen uh, a dime from this show. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm spending all the money. I'm collecting the money. I'm spending it again. Uh, Anyway, uh, so, uh, so yes, uh, use those the those PayPal and Venmo links. Uh, we also have the Patreon page. If you want to sign up for that, oh. uh, it takes all the guesswork out of it. You know, it's uh, you're, you're, you're supporting us uh, week in and week out, just like you're listening to these shows week in and week out. At some point, I may have to come uh, 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 mow your lawn, but uh, you know, be that as it may, I'm prepared to do almost anything for this podcast clearly Um, let's see beyond that uh, rate subscribe and review wherever you're listening to the podcast give us five stars it costs you nothing it helps us Um, follow us on social media instagram uh, facebook we still have the troubled men podcast t-shirts which are always available uh, we have our, our good friend Brant Ryder still. We're trying to coax him into sponsorship. So far, uh, nothing. But uh, you know, we, we still we still plug his little operation there at the Great Escape uh, uh, Baking Company and the the Delta Eight cookies and uh, brownies and, uh, and the oils yeah. and the oils and the healing dragon liniment. He you yeah, like that, that one, Manny? Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's, got, good. it's got it's uh, got ancient Chinese secret plus some uh, Delta Eight uh, uh, topical uh, yeah uh, uh, preparation. There. And uh, I think that pretty much sums it up for right now. Yeah. Um, so back to our guest, Mr. Renzo Amaras. You say uh, Amaras, Amaras. I have no idea. Okay, either <laughs> way. All right. Tomato, tomato. Back. So, so we were talking about your book. So, uh, you, you know, you've just published this terrific uh, book of, of New Orleans street photography. So tell us about that. Your your uh, your your inspiration for that. I mean, a lot of people have done books of uh, you know photographs of New Orleans, but uh, you know you have a you
2: have a unique take because it's yours. So tell us about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I was approached to do the book a couple of years back, and I think at first I actually. I just ignored it, you know, the emails because I just thought it was... I figured it was a scam of some sort. But, <laughs> sure. like, everything. Uh, but the persistence paid off, and eventually I said, okay, yeah, I'll do this book for you guys. And so, I'd been doing street photography of some sort forever. I just never knew what it was before. Um,
1: now, who are these guys? Some publisher? The, the pu- yeah, the publishing okay. company. Okay, can you... You want to say the
2: name of the publisher? Uh, I guess it's going... That was... Arcadia Press. Okay, Arcadia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they
1: do a lot of uh, New Orleans stuff.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I deal with publishers. But it's all weird the time. because they're also <laughs> anyway. Because uh, it was actually Font Hill Press to begin uh-huh. with, and then all right,
1: well, Arcadia is a distributor for a lot of smaller places, and also they go through like a lot of bigger publishers for, uh, too.
2: Yeah, I I'll just say this: it's one of those. Yeah, <laughs> they're all. I know they all. They're all involved, but um. Okay. But it's yeah, yeah. So I did, you know. So I'd been doing street photography for a while. I started. I would quit photography altogether, kind of, after I got after out of after
1: New Year's Eve in Italy.
2: Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, after after uh, after the military, I just I just stopped, and uh, and I hadn't really taken pictures on a consistent uh Level in years. Well, I know you're involved in screenwriting for a long time yeah. and, and, and so,
0: filmmaking and
2: stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess you could say that I sort of like switched, like my focus. But I don't. Well, know. I was in a couple of your movies. Yeah, I just didn't do much photography anymore. Mm-hmm. Even though I still felt like I was a photographer. It just wasn't – I just didn't feel good at it. It's a, sli- a similar medium, though. I mean, it's yeah. a visual medium yeah Well, because I mean, you switched kind of to
1: all... a pornographer is <laughs> what you did.
2: That's where the money is, man. That's why
1: I was in your movies, right? Right.
2: right. Well, there was a short period of that, too. Yeah. Very but, short. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was part of the problem. Sure, sure. <laughs> 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 but uh, before the pandemic started – in like 2018 2019 i had to i had to look to make to see what the date was but i think they're 20, not important yeah, dates uh, are really important, yeah. i started i started picking up uh photography again like more seriously uh i got i'd started going on these little tr- trips to places and i just started feeling that itch again to like take pictures um I mean there was some other there was definitely some other reasons behind it, but I I finally started taking pictures again. And um and so yeah, that's what most of the book is about. Is really about why I even why I took the pictures that I took. And okay. and so during that time when I was first starting back up, you know, I like Manny had said earlier, you know, I don't that I wasn't drinking. I quit drinking and I just kind of... I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. It was a big loss, but it's weird, you know, because that is part of the problem, because uh, it was a big part of the of my life, and so it did become. It did. It was harder for me to say I have to stop this thing, you know, because to me that was there was a lot of good things that came out of it, but uh, but I had to see that it was finally time to like move past it. I guess right on, and so. I didn't know what to do with myself. Uh, I was, and I, I, you know, started going a lot more walks again, and just kind of being inside my own head. And uh, and there was a lot of walks at night in New Orleans in the French Quarter by myself, with you know, with just my camera. That's dangerous. Well, it's a tiny little camera, no one takes it serious. No, I'm just saying walking <laughs> through the French
1: quarter well, at night is dangerous. Well,
2: no one bothered me. Now and this is pre pandemic. This is pre pandemic. Okay. All right. And I you know and I wasn't feeling very happy. I was feeling very down. I was trying to get better, but mostly I was feeling uh you know, there's a lot of depression, we'll say. Okay. And uh and so going out there. I don't know. It kind of helped me a lot, you know, even though I'm walking around like I didn't go to Bourbon Street, you know, to see that part of it. I was going to like I was trying to find these like dark little corners where where no one else was, you know, and I think taking pictures of other people being alone, uh, which is what I was doing a lot of like I I think it helped me with my You know with my depression at that time Mm
0: -hmm. um just maybe relating to
2: them in their own isolation yeah i mean I, i didn't know i didn't i didn't know how to like i don't know how to scream out to people that that i need help you know or that this is how i'm feeling and you know or or whatever i don't you know and so the only way i guess that i could figure out to do that was to kind of show people how i was feeling through the pictures i was taking and yeah so there was a lot of dark <laughs> lonely pictures of people okay and because those were the people that i related to the most at that point point. and so like i i was comfortable in that darkness and that Depression, but I was trying to get out of it, and I guess that was me like keeping a foot in it. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it helped, and so I eventually got out of doing just the night time stuff, and so this is this is all nighttime f- photography at this point for the most part. That's okay. all I would do,
0: and I've I've saw you didn't bring the book, but I was yeah. looking at some of your photographs. It's I I love the the shadow and darkness and the, the, the
2: high contrast yeah. lighting that, that you effects that you get. I mean, I mean, that's the very I mean, moody. I, yeah. I just, you know, I like pictures with a lot of negative space and, mm. and maybe even sometimes where you kind of have to like hunt a little bit for the actual subject, you know, right. or, you know, cause you'll see, I'll take a picture sometimes and it's, there's just like a small corner of it that's lit and the rest of it's pretty much black, you know, but to me, that's, that's perfect, you know, Uh because I want you to see all that space, you know, I want you to feel that space and, uh, and see that there's just that tiny little person in that space, you know, Yeah, uh, I think that's part of it. So, but yeah, I mean, eventually I got to start taking pictures in the daytime and, uh, and and it's a weird thing because you're taking a different type of picture kind of mm-hmm. or at least I was I thought and then it was more about taking pictures of people just being you know alive and uh, and that was a little hard at first because it was hard to take it was hard to to take pictures of people being happy when when you're not okay you know Uh, but in time you know. It's like it worked. And the,
0: seeing them being happy kind of started to infect you, maybe. <laughs> a bit. Yeah, because yeah, I
1: mean, the second half of the show has been really hi- high. Uh, I know, <laughs> a real high note here. So. No, well, no, you,
0: I like it. This is the
2: second act. We gotta, you know, yeah, we gotta, yeah. gotta take it
0: down just to bring it back up again, right?
2: But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Now I, I think now I take mostly daylight photos. I take a lot more pictures of people. I look at street photography now as a is more like a, almost like a historical record mm-hmm. of of life you know because i say sometimes to people that there's no real such thing as a bad picture because if you look at that picture 20 years from now it's going to be a different picture than it was the moment it was taken Context yeah, I affects everything. Dude,
1: I, I've taken some bad pictures that I, I've thrown away. <laughs> well, well since
2: so yeah. you threw them away, I can't tell you. We yeah. can't see whether yeah. they're good yeah. now there or not. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. But I mean, Have you I,
1: seen your senior high school photo? That's not that good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got it on my phone. Uh,
1: okay,
2: I'll well, we'll look at it later. <laughs> <laughs> it's an audio medium, so yeah. Yeah. I won't But it. yeah, the uh, you know, like I saw this picture of I think it was like David Bowie at an airport, and he was out of focus in he was with someone else, and they had stopped and turned. Around, you know, they just kind of turned around really quick, mm-hmm. and there was nobody else in the airport. Really, it's kind of empty, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a shitty picture. It's only cool because it's David Bowie, right. <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, so yeah, like you said, the context of things is what's important, right? And so yeah, you could take, you know, I'll see a picture. Of someone dressed in a certain way from a certain time period, and I'll think it's really cool. But if I stopped and, th- and thought about it, go, if they were dressed. If this the same picture, but they were dressed in modern times, probably, a, probably just a stupid picture. Unremarkable, <laughs> right? <Yeah>. right. <laughs> you know. It's so interesting this this uh,
0: you know journey you went through emotionally. It's like and 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 how you know you're. They someone told me you know all art is really just a reflection of the artist and the artist himself is the actual real art that's interesting
2: yeah i mean you know i don't
0: know if that's always unseen eye of the artist you know that's that's really what we're when we when we see a piece of art that's really what
2: we're delving into yeah it's it's a reflection of the person who created it i don't know if that works with like grisham though is that art? I don't
3: know.
0: Is that, you know, is the, I this guess a, it's, it's enemy, all subjective. Right, right, right. those guys, or, or those guys, guys have...
2: Yeah, I think they might yeah. have, like, a, like book factories over there. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Well, anyway, back but, to you. But, yeah. A, um Yeah, so the photography's been fun. It's interesting. I... I'm glad I got back into it. I'm into it even more now than I was then.
1: But it's changed because back then it was film, and now you're doing everything digital. Or are you doing? I everything? still do
2: some dig- some film. You do still yeah, still film. Yeah, I have nice. a, a an old Leica M3. Oh, cool. Um, uh, that I, I had traded for. Okay. It's a 35 millimeter range oh, Okay. Fighter. Uh, it was made in like the 30s or 40s. All right. Uh, by a lot a lot of people. Call it the best camera ever made. Okay. Uh, It weighs like it it is. (laughs) You mean it's a heavy camera? It's a heavy, sturdy camera. Uh Um, But, yeah, uh, it takes fantastic photographs. And uh, so I'll I'll still use that sometimes, uh, but I do admit not often. It's just I I shoot now mostly with a a Leica Q2 monochrome which only shoots black and white, Okay. even though it's digital. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I like art with limitations, you know, like yes. I don't, I think if you just have all the tools to create something, then you're gonna lose a lot of creativity. Right. You know, it's, it's almost like too much. But if you have restrictions on how you're gonna create the art, you know, it, it requires
0: real invention real real yeah. uh, resourcefulness and and man some of my favorite uh you know musicians uh um musicians primarily a, a lot of what makes them special are their limitations and how they overcome yeah. the limitation uh, that you know Like sabbath well, as a Miles Davis, you know, it's mm. like Miles D- doesn't have the f- in, in in most of his career he doesn't have the technical facility of like a Clifford Brown or, you know, someone like that. Just play a at, at certain times he yeah. does, but Sean Cassidy. But 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 <laughs> but, uh, but, but you know the it's like uh, when the, when a true artist uh works almost transcends his his limitations or, or finds the 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 beauty w- within those limitations that's when you really get something uh special yeah you know, something unique something that that is is only of them because they only they have those limitations right. and
2: only they have those solutions to those limitations yeah I mean I, th- I really believe in that I think it's you know that's why I refuse to, to pay artists you know, because I want to make sure they stay poor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well, I don't know if that really. But sure, why not? I've never met a starving artist. <laughs> I've Some met, of them are fat fucks, if yeah, you ask me.
2: I've met a few. Yeah. That's for sure. But yeah, the uh, I I just think that you know you need to struggle through it somewhat in order to get to the good stuff is really what it comes down to. Right. Well, there's yeah. a struggle
0: to to do great art. Sometimes, you know, that struggle doesn't have to be your technical uh, um, lack of proficiency. Right.
2: But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's I, a struggle. Yeah, I realize. mean, I think it's like, I guess, you know, if I'm out there and I have multiple lenses that I can use to take a picture, all of a sudden I start looking at things differently than mm-hmm. if I only had one lens, which is what I always, usually have is just the one lens. Uh-huh. And if I only have one lens, I have to take i ha- that's all I got. And so I have to make the best use of that. And I might not do that if I had options. Like if I had options, what I m- come up with might be boring compared to what I would come up with yes. if I only had that one option. Now, I, I read the, the description
0: of your book that's yeah. listed in all. Do you mind if I read this? Cause, yeah, Because I it. loved it. So it's... Uh There's life in and beyond the French Quarter having little to do with the raucous notoriety of Bourbon Street on a Saturday night, and more to do with connecting with the people around you, all seeking the truth about themselves. People don't go to New Orleans because it's perfect, they go because it's imperfectly human in its joys and sadness. From the silent spaces of Jackson Square at night, to the open skyline across the Mississippi River and Algiers Point, New Orleans sings, dances, lives, dies, loses, and loves in that place that reveres the importance of understanding the darkness of one's soul as much as it's light. Because you can't live in the city without realizing you're not just one or the other, you're always both. I saw you in New Orleans as a collection of street photographs unlike any you might expect from a photographer discovering, discovering the truth in his city. It's people and himself as he struggles with his own inner demons. I love that. And it, it, it reveals a, a real love
2: of the city of New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, there's no other city, you know, I mean, I've been all over. I, you know, I chose you've been, to, been around. I've been, a bit, I've been a couple places. Yeah, I, you've been around. And for whatever reason, I've chose to live here. And I want to well.
0: say, can you help Manny? Because Manny, <laughs> Manny doesn't see it. Week in and week out, it's nothing but complaints. I
1: mean, <laughs> it's a horrible, horrible place, if you ask me. You know, it's one of the worst places
2: I've, he- I've ever lived in. Um, it's, it's that, too. <laughs> and, I've lived in, and I've lived in my car. You know? <laughs> I've lived in my car. It's the best and the worst all at the same time. But make the best yeah. of times, the yeah. worst of times. I don't know. I think I always need a little chaos, a little grit. And so even though I, I constantly, you know, say I want to leave or joke about it or whatever, or even, I mean, in legitimate look, um, when I have, or even when I'm away just like on a trip or something, I itch to get back, Yeah. you know, uh, and it doesn't matter how much I participate in like all the activities anymore, you know, or anything. It's just that I don't know. There's, there is a weird comfort here. Right. Uh, it might, and it might not be good. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. But New it Orleans. Is. But it is. Yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't write that. Uh, actually Okay Yeah uh, right. But I did like it also. Yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, me too Michael My friend Michael Crame, Wrote that Alright and uh, Shout out to Michael Yeah mm-hmm. uh, He's got a He's got a book out On Amazon as well He's a good writer
0: Okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked it Well well, so I was looking at some of your other uh, uh, social media posts, and I and I saw that uh, like during the lockdown, yeah. you you went around and and chronicled a lot of uh, like the graffiti that that oh, popped yeah. up on like uh, Frenchman's Street, for instance. I would go ride down there in the French Quarter when it was totally deserted, right. nobody was there. Yeah, they the Had all these boarded up buildings and you know boarded up businesses because you know the police weren't down there and they didn't want. People just to go break in when there was nobody watching. And on all those boarded up things, people went and they did uh, stencil art, they did paintings.
2: Yeah, it was fabulous. So
0: cool, man. Yeah. And I I went down, you know, just took some photographs just for my own, you know, but but you kind of chronicled a lot of that in a, you know. Yeah, I didn't.
2: (sighs) That was. I felt really weird, for some reason, taking those pictures, because... Kind of voyeuristic, almost? Yeah, it. well, I wouldn't even say voyeuristic. It was because, at first, I really wasn't thinking about them. I didn't know what I was doing. I'll just say that. It was so weird, yeah. wasn't it, being down, yeah. like, on
0: Frenchman Street, which is normally totally packed with people, and then suddenly... I mean, it really
2: felt like Omega Man or something, right. you know? I thought, at that point in time, I was doing things... I was kind of still, you know, new at... Getting back into photography, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I've been doing it for a little bit, but I was still like, you know, I was still on shaky legs, we'll say. Okay. And then all I knew was that I like things. I like to take pictures of things that uh, are not permanent, you know. And nothing is permanent, but you know what I mean. Like, sure. When I see something that I know is going to be gone at some point. I kind of want to document it because it's gonna. I know it's gonna go away. That, that doesn't critical happen moment. much
1: down here because the historic preservation said that will. will save a building that some fucking guy lived in, you know, two
2: hundred years ago. When you and, look around though enough, and you start really paying attention, you do start seeing how there is a lot of change happening constantly. Good. You know, constantly. Right, and it's all it's all around you. So. I tried to take those pictures of those things, and that's why that was part of the reason I wanted to take it but then the, there was also another part of me that was like that thought I was gonna do something with those pictures at mm-hmm. some point and that's where I felt weird because I was like well I'm taking pictures of someone else's art you know how is this art and uh so ask I, Andy Warhol yeah, I don't know, yeah. You know? <laughs> so I ended up just kind of taking them for the most part I would say as more of documentarian you know like mm-hmm. just like here it is like you know in its full form there's nothing fancy about it this is the you know this is what it was and I tried to get as many as I could before because you know some people went in and you know uh, vandalized some of those paintings you know uh, I try, I think I got most A lot of them beforehand But uh, So
0: much cool stuff man And I mean Just to defend your work It's like You're not really So much Capturing that Piece of artwork Just for the piece of artwork You're right. capturing Capturing the moment When people produced All of this artwork Yeah And there was no People around You know And it's it, 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 it was a Bizarre Unique time that I'm so glad that you know people. Yeah, I, it's weird though. That.
2: It's weird because I was so into mm. looking for people that were alone, you know, in the city, mm. and then the pandemic hit, and there was a lot of that. <laughs> and <laughs> I didn't want to take a single picture of any of it. Yeah. I didn't because I think it was once it became everywhere, I didn't. I just wasn't interested. It wasn't unique and yeah, you know. and and uh, I just want. I think part of it was Like the contrast of like This is this city That you know That has Bourbon Street For instance And here's this person Who's just not participating In that In mm-hmm. that You know There's like this other thing But when the whole city Is just that Then it's like oh, Whatever
0: <laughs> You don't have the contrast It's yeah. not so much Of a
2: juxtaposition right? Yeah I guess so And then you know But even like For like things like Mardi Gras for instance I'm terrible at taking Pictures of Mardi Gras You know I just Because I look at it And go yeah It's everywhere Right and it doesn't seem interesting to me suddenly. Mm-hmm. Uh, although this past Mardi Gras, I thought I, I think I took some pretty good pictures, but but still, it was like I had to mentally like try really hard. Where you know before it's just kind of like easy peasy, yeah. But, you know, but yeah, when it's everywhere, it's really hard for me. Uh, so,
0: so the the book is out now. People can find it on uh, uh, Amazon, on yeah. uh, Barnes and Noble's. All you know, yeah. they can uh, Google. Uh, you know, it's gonna.
2: It's in. Uh, it's in all the places. Right. Uh, I'll,
0: I'll I'll put links in the the show notes to uh, you know to to your website and yeah. your Facebook and I uh, have. I don't
2: know if they're sold out of my website or not, but
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, they if, can they can make more.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can get more, but uh, but yeah, you can order through uh through Amazon or. Uh, target or yeah. barnes and noble yeah you know books a million if that's still right around
0: on. man i'm yeah. so happy for you man. Oh, i think see. this is it's a wonderful piece of work and uh, i'm really excited to have you back on here man
1: yeah uh, we're gonna sign off in a few seconds sure but i want to ask you a question go for it would you rather get aids or be a homophobe
2: Ooh, a well thinker. I think I'd rather be a homophobe.
1: Really? Yeah, because you can You cure. heard it first, people. You can cure. Renzo Amarez is a homophobe. Yeah, it's a, you
2: can change your mind easier than you can change your, uh, exactly. your HIV status. Exactly. Sure, yeah, it's yeah, a lot yeah, cheaper yeah. to change my mind about how That's I feel right. about right. someone. I know, but
1: there's a cure for AIDS now. <laughs> What's the cure I, can't for afford, I can't afford that. <laughs> you can't afford it? Oh, with this new book, it will make it in tons maybe, of money. Maybe
2: right? get a couple of book sales, then uh, yeah. yeah, then I'll just go ahead. So I'll go you'd ahead and rather get, be I'll go a get, homophobe? It depends. If I had Magic Johnson money, yeah, you know, I just rub some dollars on my AIDS. Okay, but you're a homophobe. <laughs> didn't no, say that. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, well, you said you'd rather be a
1: homophobe.
2: Well, it's uh, yeah, been dead.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, sure. no, you're not going to die because there's know. a cure for AIDS. Is there? Well, uh, yeah. Ask I mean, Magic money, Johnson. money. No, there. Yeah, you can be on Medicaid now and get a cure for AIDS. Nah,
2: you got to have Magic Johnson money.
1: Really? You think so? Yeah, you, uh, gotta... you
0: can be clear. They 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 have those things on. But uh, but I, I I get what you're saying. It's easier to change your mind than than your uh, your T cell okay. count. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all
1: right. All right. <laughs> Thank you for being on the show. Yeah,
0: Renzo. Mr. Thank you so much, before. man. Yeah. It's uh, I'm glad glad to have you back after all this time. And yeah, uh, you no, know, was maybe fun. 200 episodes down the line, uh, you know, have have you back again. Yeah. Who knows what's gonna happen? If I make it back from this cruise alive, we'll see. You know, you'll be back. Yeah. yeah all right. You can, can't kill bad grass. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I'm learning. That. Uh, uh, as always, on the Trouble Men podcast, we like to say, "Trouble never ends." But
1: Renzo, the struggle continues. It, it definitely continues. Good night. Good night. Good night.
4: There's got to be a morning after. We can hold on through the night We have a chance to find the sunshine Let's keep on looking for the light Oh, can't you see the morning after? It's waiting right outside the storm Why don't we cross the bridge together And find the place that's safe and warm It's not too late We should be giving Only with love can we climb It's not too late